Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. All right, Erev Tov, everyone. We're continuing with the uh, Hafez Chaim. We're in the middle of the negative commandments that one would transgress, uh, possibly when speaking Lashon Hara. We are number five, the fifth negative commandment. He says as follows, The person who speaks Lashon Hara also will transgress the prohibition of take heed lest you forget Hashem your God. Which is Shehu Azhara Legaseh This is a warning for arrogant people not to exhibit such behavior. Because since you're ridiculing and you're mocking your fellow Jew, then you automatically assume yourself to be the man among men. I am the, uh, the big guy here. The fact that I'm making fun of you and belittling you must be that I am greater. Because one who recognizes his own flaws, he wouldn't ridicule his fellow by, um, by making fun of him. It is well known what the Chachamim tell us in Masechet Sota, that the, uh, the sin of ga'ava, of arrogance, is so great, as it's stated, because of a person's arrogance, his remains will not come to life during He is considered like a person who worships idols and constellations. The Shekhinah wails over this person. And he is also called an abomination. If you want more details, go look in the Gemara. Ubifrat. Specifically, speaking Lashon Hara out of arrogance is so bad. If someone glorifies himself through speaking badly about his fellow, therefore it makes all of this worse. He is certainly violating this prohibition of in addition to this, the Chachamim already severed him and cut him off from Olam Abba, from the world to come. The Gemara in Yerushalmi says, The person who glorifies himself through the degradation of his fellow has no share in, uh, in Olam Abba. Okay, number six. He also transgresses, the speaker and the acceptor. This is the prohibition of Chilul Hashem. Do not desecrate my, uh, my holy name because he is doing something blat- in blatant disregard of the Torah's commandment and honor of heaven. Why? Because there is no physical pleasure to Lashon Hara. There's no physical benefit from it. It means... Uh, that it only comes about through the Yetzirah that prevails over a person. So therefore, a person who has no physical pleasure and urge to engage in Lashon Hara, therefore he's doing it simply as an act of rebellion. It's not like I have a, a, 
you know, I want to eat a, a, a bacon. Okay, so we spoke about bacon last time. But let's say I want to eat a bacon. So you just say, okay, there. you just taste. There's something that I, uh, a taste that I've never experienced, and therefore I have this ta'ava here. But what, what, what are you gaining out of this, uh, out of this speech? So it is mamash just doing it simply out of rebellion. It's chilul Hashem, casting off the yoke of heaven. Um chalel shem shamayim bazen, therefore a person who desecrates Hashem's name this way. It applies even for a person who's an average Jew. But it's especially applicable if the speaker is a distinguished person. Because everyone's looking. Everyone's looking at this Tamichacham or this rabbi. Just because you're a rabbi doesn't mean that, that, that we don't speak Lashon Hara. Right? Rabbis are guilty too. Tamidei Chachamim are guilty too. Kolel people are guilty. Just, uh, wealthy people are guilty. Distinguished people are guilty. And more than that, you're guilty for the Chilul Hashem because everyone is looking up to you. So even more, certainly you will desecrate Hashem's name. All more so if this transgression was done in, in public. Okay? For this sin is certainly much more severe. Because this is a person who desecrates Hashem's name uh, uh, publicly. And you know, you, you think back in our lives, and you know uh, things that we, we faced over the over the course of a time. You're at a party, and then an argument breaks out. You're in synagogue, and an argument breaks out. Okay, and then so when somebody calls somebody a name in the middle of a, in front of people, in front of uh, dozens of not hundreds of people. You know, besides for the the fact that you shouldn't start an argument. Okay, and certainly not in a synagogue, but you're degrading the person in public. It's mamash chilul Hashem, but abim. Okay. And lochelek, you know, look what we said. We, we, I spoke about on, on the Eilat, right? Only, 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 uh, only death can can atone for for a sin like that. So uh, all the more, he's saying over here, a person would transgress chilul Hashem because there's no benefit to it. Whenever you're doing something an avera that, that you have no gain, no personal gain, and no desire, it must be only because you're rebelling against God because you don't care for His commandments. You know it's wrong, and you still want to do it. So it is a a massive, massive uh, sin. Number six. Number seven. You will also probably uh, transgress the speaker. Do not hate your brother in your heart. This is again a mitzvah in Parashat Kedoshim. For let's say Reuven in front of Shimon acts very friendly to him. But he denigrates him to others behind his back. Okay? He violates his, his prohibition. All the more so if Reuven explicitly instructs the listeners, Don't go tell Simon what I said about him. Then definitely the speaker will transgress this, uh, this prohibition. Um, okay. Chet and Tet, he combines them. As times, someone will transgress the Averot of do not take revenge and do not bear a, a grudge. Let's say Reuven hates Shimon. Because Reuven once asked Shimon to lend him money as a favor or something uh, similar. Right? But he refused to grant him the favor. Oh, yeah, you lend me some money? No, I don't want to. 
And as a result, Reuven now harbors a grudge in his heart against Shimon. And now when Reuven, later on, a couple days later, notices something negative about Shimon, he publishes it, publicizes it to other people. So the first thing that he did was that he bared a grudge inside of him and he held that in. Okay, that's Avera number one. Okay, harbored these negative feelings in his heart. That was number one. Then when he actually takes revenge against Shimon later when he doesn't, uh, when he himself may not lend him back, that's Lotikom. Okay, in that situation, he would have to erase the matter from his heart, which is uh, difficult to do, um, on how he wronged Shimon. And that, um, you know, but, but that this could happen very often when a person will speak about someone simply because he didn't lend me money or he didn't do a favor for me or he didn't want to take me uh, to the store when I asked him to, uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, okay, <clears throat> Yud, number 10. So let's say um, if Reuven testifies before a court against Shimon about allegations that he did a forbidden thing, but he does so in a, as a single witness, meaning by himself. Okay, since there, nothing can, con- can constructively come out of this because he is only a single witness. Uh, because he did not testify uh, about monetary law, nor does his testimony have any validity with respect to disqualifying Shimon from uh, being a lachically viable uh, individual, because he's only a single witness. All he's doing is simply circulating a bad name about Shimon. So besides violating Lashon Hana, he will also violate the prohibition of a single witness shall not testify about a person regarding any sin or wrongdoing. Okay? So that is also an Avera that person violates. And the court is required to administer lashes uh, for testifying this way because he transgressed a biblical prohibition. Everything that we wrote above so far, all the ten above, applies where he is the sole speaker or he is the sole listener. Let's say he joins a group of wicked people or habitual Lashonara speakers to relate Lashonara to them or to listen from them. Over Gamken, this is number 11, Alav, lo achare rabim leraot. Do not follow the majority leraot for evil. Lefima shekatav rabbeinu yonah b'sharet shuvah, shar gimel. He says, go look at what rabbeinu yonah writes over there. What does it mean? Shehu azara shelo leaskimu nitchaber dimose aven. The pasuk is warning us against associating with wrongdoers. Af shehem rabim, even if they are numerous. He goes, look in the next section when we talk about the positive mitzvot that one can possibly transgress. Where you will see that one also violates a positive uh, commandment. This is a, he's referring to the positive commandment of uvot tidbak. 
that you shall cling. There's a positive commandment which we're going to see that you have to cling to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, okay, and only to, or or to those who represent Hakadosh Baruch Hu, which is the Tamidech Chachamim, and to avoid. Uh, associating yourself with wicked people. So here you're associating yourself with wicked people. So he's, he's hinting to you, not only would you be transgressing a negative avera, you'd also be transgressing a, a positive avera that you're not doing. And again, look at uh, what, uh, what's written in Piket Rabbi Eliezer. Okay, you'd bet. So now, with your Lashon and you caused a big machloket. As it usually ends up happening, because your words of gossip has now led to a big, big fight. So you would be over number twelve, odlav another love, delo yeche korach vechaadato. That one cannot be like Korach and his assembly, which is a mitzvah lota from the Torah, not to start arguments. People think that I can start an argument because I feel like starting an argument. You would actually be transgressing an alota aseh. She was a rash lolach zik bemachloket. Don't perpetuate a quarrel. Kedeita be Sanhedrin, as it's written in Sanhedrin. Let's do one more. Ufamim arbe matsui od lavechad. Very often, you will involve yourself with another prohibition. Vehu lefi masere gilin arbe peamim levazotcha verobe masavarishonim. It's quite often that Reuven will humiliate Shimon by recalling things that he did in his past. Oh, this is a big one. Ah, you know, you're going to tell me, I remember what you used to do 20 years ago. Okay, he started recalling things. Oh, or he starts mentioning a flaw in Shimon's family. All of a sudden, you want to tell me this. I don't do your, your great great grandfather. I remember what he used to do, and he was uh, okay. Or his mediocre knowledge in Torah or his line of work. Each person according to his particular situation. When such comments are said to Shimon, he becomes flustered, he becomes antagonized and upset. And he's incapable of defending him, himself. Even when that, those things, that conversation happens between one in private, Reuven would transgress the love of you shall not cause distress to your fellow. Which refers to onadvarim as the Gemara Ba Metzia talks about. Certainly, uh, this would be, in, if in the presence of others, it would be worse. And therefore, if Reuven disparages his fellow, Shimon, by speaking in the presence of both Shimon and others, he would also violate this prohibition of, uh, of Onat Devarim. We will continue tomorrow.